This is Stacy Marshall with Printware Magazine. Matt Vassallo with the RhinestoneWorld.com. Richard Greaves with ScreenMaking.com. Brian Walker with RTP Apparel. This is Peter Walsh with MR, and you're listening to the Two Regular Guys Podcast. 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 Hosted by Terry Combs. Terry Combs. Terry Combs. And Aaron Montgomery. Aaron Montgomery. Aaron Montgomery. Keep on listening. I don't know if these guys are that regular. All right. Well, welcome into the show. It is Friday, February, February, say that? <laughs> February 11th, 2022. Uh, edit that out, man. Uh, <laughs> I'm Terry Combs, and you can find me at terrycombs.com. Well, if you want me to edit out, you're going to have to just start over then. <laughs> I will. We're- okay. Hey, welcome to the show. It's February uh, 11th, 2022. I'm Terry Combs, and you can find me at terrycombs.com. And I'm Aaron Montgomery, and you can find me at oursuccessgroup.com. Uh, so, Terry, today you and I are going to be talking about niche markets, uh, how to find your own unique market. And we'll talk about some new niche markets that have kind of appeared in our COVID and what we hope is now po- coming up to post-COVID world, too. So uh, we're, we're really looking forward to sharing. Uh, Terry, people that know you and I know that we're big uh, proponents, maybe even uh, flag carriers for the, uh, the whole concept of niche marketing. So uh, really looking forward to having this conversation. And uh, as you guys might uh, notice, we are just the two of us here today. So we had a little scheduling conflict. And so uh, we punted really quickly yesterday and, and uh, uh, put this show together. And, and actually, I'm really excited about it, Terry. <laughs> oh, me too. I love talking niche markets. And, you know, whenever I do classes, it's a it's always a big part of it where we uh, where we talk about this. So I'm I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it as well. In fact, we've got uh, some regulators already checking in here, Terry. We've got Christy saying uh, good morning, getting ready for the rain to start. So it's a good day to listen to podcasts and do design work. Awesome, Christy. Thanks for being here. Uh, Ramon, I'm looking. I'm, I'm looking forward to that rain as well. Well, you know, I'll just see it. Do you online. even know what that is? You live in a desert, dude. I know. Really. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I've seen it on TV. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Ramona says, "I so need this Friday." Wow, what a week! Well, we're glad you're here, Ramona, and uh, let's have some fun and, and do a little learning here today. And uh, Cindy King eating donuts and listening. Good morning to you, and Don't David donuts. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I thought you were going to bring the donuts, Terry. What? <laughs> uh, and then we got David Gross. Good morning, sir. David Gross from Condi Systems. Uh, so appreciate you being along this morning. Uh, Letty seconds that. Michelle, good morning. We won't be able to catch everybody, but we appreciate everybody tuning in here this morning. Uh, we actually, you know, in a in a short turn here, I think we've actually got a uh, a lot of ground to cover. So, <laughs> um, Terry, why don't we just go ahead and dive right in? We've got a, a couple quick news items to share. Yeah, and, absolutely. Uh, we'll from there. Um, the uh, Screen Printing Magazine asks you to uh, join the 2022 Screen Printing Mentorship Project. Uh, after a successful first year, the Mentorship Project, and we talked about this uh, last year when they initiated it, mm-hmm. um, it's back again looking for new members. Screen Printing Magazine is looking for mentors and mentees to participate in the second annual Mentorship Project. The goal of this six-month program is to help all types of screen printers, from beginners to experts, grow their network and increase their skill set. The program connects two screen printers based on their goals, uh, their markets, the the region of the country they're in. Uh, Screen printing will then facilitate the first meeting with suggested check-in dates. 
um, meeting topics for the mentor and mentee, and project members will receive a certificate of participation after the mentorship program is completed. The application form has to be in by the end of March, March 30th, and uh, the program is not intended for those who work in uh, work for OEMs in the industry, and there's a link that, that uh, Eric has up on the screen if you'd like to apply to either be a the expert or the uh, or the student, so yeah. uh, pretty pretty cool program that uh, that they're doing, and and I love the fact that Screen Printing Magazine has uh, has such a uh, an emphasis now on garment decorating. So. Yeah, yeah, definitely, I, I agree with you there. And so yeah, if you want to check that out, and you're a podcast listener, uh, we will have the link in our show notes. Uh, so if you'll just head over to tworegularguys.com, you can find the link there. Uh, we'll have that in there pretty quick. Uh, Terry, for me, I just wanted to make sure that people know that we're getting really close. You know, when I say this, it brings up the anxiety level a little bit, but it's it's a good anxiety. Um, we're getting pretty close to the Dax Kansas City show coming up here. So uh, and there are lots of great uh, seminars and workshops. So we're back to uh, a full slate of on site seminars and workshops. So if you'll head over to DaxShow.com, actually, the, the longer link for the seminars there. Um, which you'll see in the comment section if you're tuned in live, and we'll have that in the show notes as well. Um, but you're going to have classes from Terry, Eric, our, our producer and, and regular awesome guy that's helping us out all the time, and myself. We all have classes, plus there's several other amazing trainers like Charlie Tablieb and Katie Wubin. So uh, the, the workshops, uh, the three about three and a half hour, I think, is what they normally run, three and a half hour workshops that are available there, like uh, digitizing your first design, finding your foundation that Eric's going to put on just a, a really good foundational digitizing embroidery, digitizing class. And, um, you know, uh, Eric is, is the guy, if you want to learn about embroidery and digitizing for sure. Um, I've got my content creation workshop called into cyberspace, your new online customer center. And uh, so I'd love to have people in there. We're going to actually get hands-on with the equipment and, um, you're going to even record your own elevator pitch. I promise it's not as difficult as you think. And we're going to give you all the tools to do that. And, and it'll be a lot of fun. And uh, then also you've got the uh, normal 80 minute presentation. Like Terry's got a couple of awesome ones, uh, specialty inks and how to use them properly. And then why is getting started in DTG printing so confusing? So exactly. why is it? No, you're going to come to the class. <laughs> to come. <laughs> come to the class and find out why. Uh, then Eric's got uh, design editing and alteration. Uh, so more great digitizing information, but just design editing and, and, and some great stuff there. Uh, and then I've got a presentation called three pricing strategies to avoid and what to do instead. So again, like Terry's class, you got to show up to find out. <laughs> um, so it, this this ability to learn in person is just one that I believe that you don't want to pass up. So yeah. uh, looking forward to uh, seeing everybody back at DAX face to face again, Terry. You know, uh, I was uh, working till about ten thirty last night on my specialty inks uh, slide presentation. So uh, uh, hard at it. I, I guess I was the same as you. I'm thinking this is two weeks. I need to wrap this thing up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I keep kind of like digging in, and and then. You know me. Oh, let's just add one more thing. Oh, let's try that. You know, but then you got to you know, go through, <laughs> test it, make sure we get it in the right time and get the good information and get rid of the filler. So, um, yeah, I, you know, I'm excited about it. Go ahead, Terry. 
our good friend Jay Bissell, uh, he always cracks me up uh, whenever he's doing a presentation. Uh, right before he goes on, I'm like, hey, what are you doing? I'm just putting in one more slide. I'm like, really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Eric's shaking feel- his head, so uh, I'm pretty sure <laughs> he's added a slide or two at the last minute. Yeah. <laughs> See, for me, I've got to be- take out a few slides is typically what happens. <laughs> um, oh. All right. Well, that, that's really cool. Uh, so really excited to see everybody out there. And uh, if uh, Eric's got a bit.ly link. If you want just like a quick direct link, it's bit.ly forward slash D-A-X-K-C-E-D. So Dax K-C-E-D for education. Look at how smart that guy is. Um, so uh, th- that's kind of what's happening news out there. I wanted to hit a couple more quick comments here, Terry, before sure. uh, we get to the dad joke, which uh, excited to bring the dad joke every week. <laughs> we've even uh, we've even drug Christine kicking and streaming into it. She, she gets tagged on Facebook all the time with the uh, the dad jokes and and, <laughs> and she's got some good ones, too. We, we may have one coming up from her it will, dad joke you know we'll we'll figure out how to how to phrase that but <laughs> um so anyhow christy said uh talking about living in phoenix there terry she said i lived in phoenix for 10 years terry the rain was always a welcome sight <laughs> it's like it's like christmas snow everybody's <laughs> at the window <laughs> uh, and then we got uh rena uh, says great topic good morning uh, Glenda checking in says, I'm sure I'm, I sure can use this for my business talking about niche marketing. So I'm, I'm excited to share and, and good morning to you, Glenda. And, um, yeah. So, and then Letty said, that's a cool option for mentorship talking about the, uh, screen print magazine mentorship project. All right, Terry. Well, do you want to bring in Brian's, we get a rock, paper, scissors for who has to do this joke. We, or- <laughs> <laughs> You know what? I sent it to you. I'm going to do it because okay. it, it, yeah, I like it. All right. So this is from uh, Brian Bufka, uh, fr- regulator, friend of the show. He sent this over. Um, it was a little bit longer, so we kind of parsed it down to make it fit in our format here. But are you ready, Terry? I'm ready. Let's hear it. Okay. Well, did you hear about the cow who said she was tired after giving birth? I did not. She was decaffeinated. <laughs> <laughs> and that America is why we were doing rock, paper, scissors to see who had to read that joke. <laughs> uh, and then I love that uh, if you're not checking out the live version, you are just checking out the podcast version. Eric on the uh, banner had it uh, had it spelled out, you know, if we're a little bit slow with D and then slash calf and then slash innated. All right. So uh, and then, uh, Terry, here's the part where, you know, everybody starts putting in their their comments, the follow up jokes and stuff like that. So I'll do my best not to uh, not to giggle too much while you're uh, you're bringing <laughs> the next segment of the show. Oh, my gosh. Wait, we got to get Justin's real quick. <laughs> Boo. Or should I say moo? Uh, and then Todd's got uh, Brian. That joke was cheesy. Yeah. All right. So there we go, Terry. It is all yours, sir. (laughs) All right. Before we dive in, we want to thank everyone for checking out the Two Regular Guys podcast. We are always looking for new guests. If you or anyone you know would like to join us, go to calendly.com forward slash two, the number two, regular guys, uh, with your show ideas. And I'm sure there it is on the screen. If you are listening to the podcast version of our show, we would appreciate you sharing the Two Regular Guys podcast with all your industry friends so they can become regulators too. We would appreciate you giving us a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Amazon Podcasts, or wherever you do your podcast listening. We are everywhere. And if you are watching us live right now, 
please join in with your comments and questions. And Aaron, I'm hoping that uh, that the regulators will share what their niche markets are, or if there are any interesting niche markets that they've seen lately that they can uh, they can share with us as well. Yeah, I, I'm excited for that, and um, so we appreciate everybody tuning in. But uh, like Terry mentioned, there, uh, just take a take a quick break here and and go forward this. You know, share share this with uh, with your friends out there. Let's get some more people because the uh, the rising tide does lift all boats. And and like Terry said, we're excited to hear your your guys's ideas on niche markets. And because the the cool thing about niche markets is, without getting too far ahead here, Terry, the cool thing about niche markets is you can be in a similar or even same niche as somebody else, but because the way you do things, you're serving a different part of that. So we'll, we'll talk deeper about all of that. I'm really excited about this because we get to go from um, kind of understanding what a niche is and, and even talking a little bit about how to find your niche. And, but then we're also uh, like, we like to do is just sharing niche ideas, getting, getting those creative right. juices flowing it. And, and as we've said in the past, Terry, it's not about, you know, oh, here, just go do this specifically as we state it. It's here's an idea. How can you make that fit into you and your business? Right. So, um, yeah, you know, and, and you know, uh, Aaron, when I do my uh, my screen printing classes, we always spend a little time on niche markets and and I give four or five examples. And I say, no, I don't expect you to go do this. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm telling you these ideas that other people are doing just to kind of get your own juices flowing and 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 think a little bit about you know, what markets might be, uh, more favorable for you. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Um, it, it, that's what it's all about. So before we get to that though, uh, Jerry, I wanted to just make sure that people were aware that we are open uh, into 2022 here. In fact, um, this is the last, uh, show of the, um, so t year number 10 starts next week. February awesome. 13th was our kickoff date in 2013. So our 10th year will start next, next show. So this is the, so, so when you pitched the idea to me about, we should do a podcast, I, I think you said, and let's do it for 10 years to see how it goes. <laughs> <laughs> let's just test this out for 10 years and see what happens. Uh, so anyhow, um, the point being is we, we are looking for sponsors, people to support the show. If you're interested just head over to tworegularguys.com forward slash sponsorship. You can check out all the details there. Um, there you go. Thank you, Eric. And and I know Eric's dealing with some technical challenges back there, so he's all good. Uh, tworegularguys.com forward slash sponsorship to check that out. Uh, and then, Terry, before we dive into the niche here, I did want to cover a couple of uh, additional comments regarding our... Um, dad joke <laughs> <laughs> i knew you were gonna say that <laughs> uh, so todd says that uh, we are really milking that joke for all it's worth um <laughs> todd also says but it was kind of um amusing and uh letty follows that up with uh, might need some more caffeine to digest that <laughs> not trying to milk it out longer so <laughs> I'm, I'm with you letty <laughs> Oh, all right. Well, uh, hey, Aaron, I want to make one quick comment about the sponsorship. Um, the reason we're seeking sponsorship now is we took a year off of paid sponsorships and yeah. and gave all those slots to all the different trade shows so that uh, to kind of help them uh, get through the the COVID years. Yeah. And uh, and so we uh, we went uh, free for a year to 
to kind of lend a hand out there into the uh, into the uh, community of uh, of decorators and and yeah. show folks. So. Yeah, yeah. We just again, if you're kind of a newer listener to two regular guys, you'll you'll start to learn this. But Terry and I and Eric and and all the people around two regular guys, we we obviously are, are virtual here. But we also know how much value there is to getting out there in person. And, and so yeah. we love seeing, you know, these opportunities to get in front of, of each other, right, and, and learn and, and share face-to-face. And so, you know, with all the hardships that the, the shows were going through, we felt like it was the least that we could do to just support them and make sure that we got the word out about what they were doing to kind of keep their heads above water. And, um, and I think it was successful. I think, um, I think so too. You know, everybody embraced that and, and supported each other. And, and, uh, you know, we didn't lose any, um, major shows that I'm aware of, uh, you know, there are a couple of the, the smaller shows that we were still waiting to kind of hear what they end up doing, but, um, yeah. So anyhow, you know, lost a few venues, but not, but the shows are still there. And yeah, uh, my, I, my flight and hotel are booked for Atlantic city here at, uh, uh, late March. So there you go. Um, we're not for in Kansas City, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah we <laughs> talked about Kansas City, but yeah, then you got Atlantic City, and yep, Terry's big book of travels is is lonely no more. I know. I've, <laughs> I've hardly had to use my eraser. <laughs> Look at that. All right. I'm not putting anything in ink, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're getting there. Um, and so Nikki says, "Yay! Can't wait to meet you, Terry, out there in Atlantic ah, awesome. City." Awesome. Yeah, yeah. So, all right. Well, shall we talk about niche marketing, Terry? Yeah, yeah. You know, and and. Uh, I, I guess the big question, Aaron, is why is it important to find your niche market, your unique niche market for you? Yeah, and I think it's always really important to start here in in this why thing, and 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 I think the interesting part about this is, you know, we've been talking about this for the ten years that we've been doing two regular guys niche marketing, but I think now more than ever it is it's important that we focus on a niche market. You know, you've got rising costs for online advertising. I mean, you, you, you know, Facebook advertising used to be nearly free and, and now you're having to make pretty good investments just to reach people, you know, that kind of thing. You've got a massive influx of new businesses online and, and all of that stuff kind of happening. So you must have a niche market to focus on. You know, it, it does seem like every crafter is suddenly becoming a business. And I'm not saying that as a bad thing. I actually think that's a very yeah. good thing because it brings more exposure to what we do and, and the craft and 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 uh, helping spread the word to more and more people. I, I remember it wasn't that long ago that uh, most people didn't even know what the word sublimation was. And now pretty much, you know, people out there in the world are asking for that kind of a decoration technique now in a lot of cases. And, so, and almost nobody trips over the word anymore, like in the past. <laughs> sublimination. Uh, yeah, sublimation. Yeah, I've, I've heard a lot of them. I've probably even said a lot of them. Who knows? Um, <laughs> so, you know, with with all that, it can kind of be hard to reach your target market if you don't know what it is. And that's kind of what uh, an, uh, a niche does for you is it is that. Um, target market. So, you know, here, here's the way I look at it. If you kind of are struggling to grow or, or meet your business goals, uh, the reason is you're trying to be everything to everybody. But, you know, what ends up happening is you are nothing to nobody. Um, I, I actually, I saw this Instagram post. I actually clipped it and, and put it in there so we could put it up on screen. So if you don't mind doing that, Eric, real quick, a gentleman named Brendan Bouchard, who's a high performance, he's wrote uh, high performance habits, I believe is the name of his book. And he says, perhaps the world is not giving you what you want be based on all your distractions and lack of discipline. It's simply unclear what you're asking for. 
And so I guess uh, to me, Terry, that is why it's so important to have a niche is, is something to focus on. So um, what about you? Why, why you know, why well, do you feel it's important to find your niche? You know, when, when people are getting into the business, and by the way, Aaron, I think I mentioned this before in uh, out in Long Beach, uh, I asked for a show of hands, I had about 60 people in my seminar on direct garment printing. And I said, how many people are attending their first trade show ever? Yeah. And about three fourths of the class raised wow. their hand. Wow. And which, which is awesome. Those are all new people to the industry since the start of COVID. And, uh, but, but it is so easy to get into the trap of I'll take any business I can get because, yeah. you know, I, I want to do this full time, but it's so important uh, for a few reasons. You, you want to be an expert at what you do and you want to be an expert at who and where you sell. And, you know, part of that is, if you are trying to be everything to everybody, you're not going to be very good at it. And, and if, you know, I'll use the car market as an example, if, if all of a sudden you say, well, I'm going to give that a shot, uh, car people will know right away if you are a car person or you're yeah. part of that marketplace and, and you're not going to be successful there and you're going to throw, uh, something else at the wall here and something else at the wall there. And, um, and, and have lackluster performance. And, and then what are you, what are you saying? Well, it's the market, it's the economy. No, it's you uh, almost <laughs> all the time. It's you. Yeah. So, um, you know, finding that niche um, and then expanding on it. And there's never been a better time to do that. You know, when, when I started screen printing in a previous century, um, <laughs> you know, it was my local business or whatever business I could pick up, uh, you know, word of mouth and, and over the phone with with folks, you know, and and I became kind of a regional printer. But today it's so easy if 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 your niche is is hiking and backpacking to be able to reach all over the country to to people who are in that marketplace. So um and, and those folks um, uh, can can feed a business. You can you can make a successful business where you quit your day job just in a niche market. It doesn't have to be a niche market, by the way. It could be one or two or three niche markets. And you know, uh, give another example, Aaron. Um, yeah, uh, I, I have been involved in the collegiate marketplace and the fraternity and sorority marketplace. Well, guess what? Especially for turning sorority marketplace, there's no business in the summer. So I, I sought out another niche in the marketplace to fill those three and four months uh, in the summertime to keep every, you know, keep the wheels uh, on the bus turning. Yes. <laughs> so so it, you, you don't have to be locked into into one. You don't have to say, OK, as of today, this is all I do. Yeah. Um, uh, but, but, uh, you know, a niche will lead, lead to another niche. Uh, and we've yeah. given this example before, but, but our good friend, Brett Bowden, who was a printing for, for bands and he was a yep. rock and roll guy and he was in a band. Well, when, uh, when the, uh, Dallas Mavericks wanted to change the image of their, of their apparel and say, we want to be more rock and roll. Well, somebody goes, Oh, you need to talk to Brett Bowden over printed threads. He's the yeah. guy, he's the yeah. rock and roll guy. So yeah. it could lead to other things. And, and has he moved outside of his band niche? He has, has he moved outside of, of what he prints and how he prints it? He hasn't, he's, he's just expanded on his niche. So, yeah. 
Yeah, that's a great. Did great I example. answer the question at all, or did? <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> yes, you did. <laughs> um, all right. Well, let's catch a couple of the regulators' comments here, real quick, Terry. Uh, Jay Bissell joining us, uh, Mr. Taco himself here. Uh, what focusing on niche marketing? That's a thing. Um, <laughs> yeah, we've we've never done that. Oh wait, we do that all the time. That's kind of our thing. Jay, Jay, um, Jay and I did a Jay. Shall I say? Maybe you should just put in the comments what the title of our niche market. Uh, uh, a presentation we did <laughs> once together. <laughs> so I don't have to edit anything. Um, Correct. <laughs> and then uh, Crystal says, Ugh, I'm late. Hope I didn't miss much. Uh, good morning, everyone. We'll that, just start so, again. Yeah, let's just. Hi, I'm Terry Combs. And- <laughs> <laughs> there was an, a fantastic dad joke, um, and fantastic is used loosely. Um, <laughs> and then, uh, all right. So uh, Eric shares sublimation. That one could go on the pile with digitizing, digitalizing, whatever uh, you may have heard. <laughs> I, I'm trying to think of a couple others. Uh, and Jay, appreciate that. He says, so glad you're sharing your wisdom. Um, and then uh, this is, I, I like this one. Jay's got uh, COVIDpreneurs. You know, people have started a business during COVID. That, that's a, that's a thing for sure. So that's a Jay Bacellism. I mean, that that just reeks of Jay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then Amy says, uh, "Missed the joke." Um, yeah, I'm not sure. Missed is also a loose term. I would say. <laughs> <laughs> just go back and hit the replay. You can you can catch it again. All right. Well, Terry, let's 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 keep moving here because, like you said uh, earlier, like we talked about the the kind of finale here is to kind of share some niche marketing ideas so i don't want to miss right. that here so let, let's keep moving well yeah so so give us an example or, you know what is a niche market uh, aaron how do we zero in on this yeah yeah and and i think you know it's important to me to to identify this because um when i've talked to people in their businesses about niche marketing there's this sense of um you know uh, like oh my gosh it's I, I'm not going to be able to get what I need, you know, the, this lack of abundance because I'm just focused on a niche, right? So, so I, I want to really kind of clearly define this here. To me, a niche market is a, basically a group of specific potential customers who are going to connect with your message. You know, it, it it's not in any shape or form identification of kind of the only people you do, do business with. In fact, uh, I highly encourage people to accept the business that they can make a profit on uh, when it comes in and it makes sense for them, but that's just the stuff that comes in. What we're talking about with a niche market is what you put out to the world, right? right. Um, and and as you'd already mentioned here a little bit, Terry, your, your niche is going to shift. It, it should shift and there might be more than one or you're, you're kind of like you talked about there. <laughs> fraternities and sororities nothing happened in the summer so if that's your niche uh you either need to add another niche or or, or take a nice long vacation and make sure you make enough money there but anyhow um so it's it's never to limit your potential uh and, and honestly right. it's quite the opposite and if you have a robust and, and tight niche it actually allows you to reach more people for less money you you're going to have more conversion so you don't have to have as many leads you, those leads are going to turn into customers and then turn into fans a lot quicker um and then the other bonus here of, of focusing on niche marketing in your your business is if the niche is a passion of yours which i would say as you're starting out it probably should be um you're going to have just more fun in business you know exactly. you get to you know for for example my one of my passions outside of the decorating community is volleyball so if i were to ever really kind of go all in on being a decorator i'd want to marry those two things up because 
why would I, I could sit and talk volleyball for hours. How, how about right. I sit and talk volleyball for hours with people that are paying me to make stuff for them, you know, <laughs> that, that kind of thing. So, um, you know, so I, I guess the other thing that for me that I want to break down is, as you talked about, you know, having several niche markets is, is certainly something that's done and, and I'm not saying that it's wrong. Now, what I would say though, is if you are kind of growing your business, um, and trying to work towards several niche areas simultaneously, you are going to get away from that focus, which is the point of having a niche. So right. what I would suggest is let's start focusing on one and then you can add things as you go, as you kind of start to pick that up. Um, because like I talked about earlier, I think a lot of people struggle because they lack the focus and what uh, Mr. Broussard had, had said there that, you know, there's not, not clearly enough focus to be bringing in what you need. Um, and so, yeah, to me, it's about getting laser focused on exactly who your ideal customer is. And, um, you know, again, it's not just the people that have money, right? <laughs> that, that, because that's what happens you say, Hey, okay, well, who's your niche? Oh, well, anybody that's got money in their wallet. Uh, <laughs> right. Uh, not true, right? <laughs> You're going to have to have a lot of money in your wallet to try to reach all those people. So, um, you know, the people that are your niche, these should be people who love doing business with you and you love doing business with them. Um, the money actually almost seems inconsequential to both parties. Like I talked about with my volleyball example, you know, I'd be like pinching myself saying somebody's paying me to talk about volleyball right now. This is pretty cool. So, <laughs> so what are you, what are your thoughts there, Terry? Well, you know, Aaron, and when you talk about doing the volleyball thing, um, <clears throat> you know the secrets, and and that's that is the the key to to niche markets is you know all the secrets that that the the casual um, decorator doesn't know, and and you know uh, let me take a step back too when you talk about selling to anybody and everybody, you're reinventing the wheel every day. Today, you're, you know, as a screen printer today, you're doing gel ink because over here they, they want gel and over here you're doing glitter ink and over here you're doing puff ink yeah. and over here you're doing. Um, so if, if you're in your, your lane and your market in your niche, uh, then, then you're going to be much more focused, but, but you know, the secrets and, and that's the key to a niche market. And I'll give you an example, and, and I've talked about this on the show before, but I, I think it's worth repeating. Um, one of the examples I give in my screen printing class, one of them, I have a big forest fire on my slide because I've had three people come to my classes, which means there are many more who one of the niche markets they work in is the is the forest fires on the West Coast. Yeah. And and by that, I mean, they actually set up in the parking lot and they sell T-shirts to all those thousands of firefighters that say, I fought the XYZ fire in Southern California 2022. And they're probably out there right now, by the way, uh, yeah. according to the news. But um, I, I had somebody in my class uh, actually here in Phoenix. She raised my hand or my hand. She raised her hand and said, uh, and said hey, pick me, pick me. No, she raised her hand and said, I'm actually in that market, but I know the secret. And I said, well, do you want to share the secret? And she goes, yeah, because nobody can steal my secret. I'm like, okay, what's your secret? And she said, I work in my day job for a company that makes the chemicals that they drop on the forest fires. So they notify us ahead of anybody else about where all the firefighters are, 
are mustering to go fight the fire so we don't drop the chemicals on them. And so she said, I know before anybody knows where all the firefighters are. And I thought, you really do have the secret. But every niche market has secrets like that. You just don't realize it. You know, uh, earlier, Aaron, I mentioned that I was in the college bookstore marketplace doing collegiate apparel, um, millions of dollars in collegiate apparel. If you didn't know that every bookstore in America wants their fall delivery on July 1st, you're going to miss the boat. You're not yeah. going to be prepared because you have to start printing those July deliveries in March. And and if you didn't know that secret, and it's it's an open secret, but if you didn't know it, you wouldn't you wouldn't be able to fully participate in that niche market, if that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, totally so. makes sense. I love it. That's perfect. Uh, hey, Terry, let's grab a couple more comments sure. here. We've got some great stuff happening uh, with the live comments coming in. So uh, Sheila Ryan says, so true. I love my niche and I have the absolute best people in my circle. It's a blast. Uh, perfect. And then Eric uh, shares niche marketing is fantastic for those who don't feel comfortable in sales to present value when you belong speak the language and know the needs of your niche. Like Terry's been talking about here. It doesn't feel like pitching. It, it really isn't. You're just sharing. Right. Um, and then Nikki uh, makes a very good point here. Uh, Nikki, who was just on with us last week, a uh, fantastic show with Nikki there. Um, you can have a main niche and then bring in subcategories that are still relatable to the main niche. Uh, so that's a really good point. Yeah. Nikki, for sure. Um, and then Dean uh, did share, and I think Dean must be, uh, getting into our outline and looking ahead here, but, um, <laughs> but, but you, you want a niche with people with money. Right. And so that, that's definitely the other part of it. You've got to have somebody that's underserved that, um, is, is there, but, um, let, let's, uh, Glenda's got a really great question that may sidetrack us just a little bit, but I think we can handle it here. So, <laughs> I know shocking. We get sidetracked. Um, all right. So Glenda asked, can a niche be a theme like beach with subcategories of different processes, sublimation, rhinestones, et cetera? Um, so, Terry, you want to jump in on that first? I've got some ideas as well. Well, I think you absolutely can. Uh, a, a company I worked with uh, several years ago, we, we sold in the resort marketplace, but that encompassed a lot of things. We might we might be decorating for. Uh, you know, beach stores, we might be decorating for ski stores. Um, we, we, there was some uh, uh, interaction between those graphics and garments, but on the flip side, you know, a lot of light t-shirts over here, a lot of hoodies over there, but it was the same theme uh, of, uh, of niche, which means that the buyers were similar. Um, you know, so there were a lot of similar similarities, but we kind of went a few different directions with it. So yeah, how about you? Yeah. I, I agree with that, Terry. You know, and, and to me, uh, a niche, the, the cool part about a niche is there are so many different potential variables to it um, right. that, that yeah, don't get hung up on, you know, does it, is it sublimation, rhinestones, et cetera. I mean, a niche could be something to the effect of focusing on a certain uh, region, right? You only print for for local companies or, or, or stuff like that. You're, you're focused on, excuse me, your local community, how you do that, sublimation, rhinestones, et cetera, doesn't necessarily matter. I think the key to a quality niche um, that will serve you well and then in turn serve those customers well is being able to refine it down in such a way 
that you can have a clear message about what the problem is that you're solving for those folks. So, you know, when you talk about like a beach theme and then different categories of processes like sublimation or rhinestone, that's great. But who needs sublimation or rhinestones that are associated with that theme of beach, right? And that's where you find your niche. And we're going to get into this a little bit deeper, I think, too, here, Terry, just kind of how do we discover that? But but that's that's my personal opinion is I think a lot of times I see folks, and I did this a lot myself when I was first learning about niche marketing, getting themselves too hung up on, okay, I, you know, I do sublimation, I do rhinestones, I do this or that. And gosh, you know, how do I how do I silo that down? It doesn't necessarily have to be siloed down. It just has to be very clear what those particular processes are going to do to help you solve your customers' problems. So um, that's my exactly. my take there on it as well. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. And so go oh, ahead. Sorry, go ahead. Uh, well, you know, let me hit Nikki's uh, sure. comment here real quick one more time. Um, or, so she says, because this was going back to your story about the the uh, the young lady that uh, knew where the firefighters were hanging out, right? And, yeah. and here's another great example of that. So I just want to share that. Nikki says, I'm related to the owner of a local real estate school. So I always know when the new agents start and they always need gifts for new home buyers, right? So same type That's of thing. And perfect. You know the secret. <laughs> yeah. And and the cool part is lots of people sell gifts to real estate agents as new home gifts. I mean, that's I, I know lots and lots of people that do that. But Nikki has a, a specific way that she's in tune to that particular market. And so her niche really is even refined down to you know, the people that are, you know, so new real estate agents that are coming out of this real estate school. And, and then she can create her message to speak directly to them because she knows all about what it is that they're going through. Right. And, and, so, and chances are, as long as you do good work, and I know Nikki does, um, as long as you do good work, you're, you're, you're locked into there. It's just like my screen printing classes, uh, Aaron, when, uh, you know, there are companies that give us t-shirts, there are companies that give us ink, there are companies that give us emulsion. Why? Because they know that those students are probably going to use those products yep. when they go out into the world. It's this, it's the same scenario. Yeah, totally. Totally the same scenario. All right. Well, let, let's keep moving here. I think yeah, we're well, actually doing really well yeah. <laughs> for us. <laughs> <laughs> so, Aaron, uh, I, I know this is something that you've been speaking on uh, a lot lately. So what are the steps to discovering your own personal and best niche market for you and your business? Yeah. And and as I've been trying to kind of explain as we go through here and in, in my kind of sometimes rambling way, <laughs> you know, uh, Getting clarity in what your business is all about, I think, is really the key. And, and so that's a big part of what we do at our success group. And, you know, so then falling right in line in that is having this niche, because, again, like I was talking about with Glenda's question there, how do you talk to those customers about the problem you can solve for them or the way that you can support them and create value for them? Right. And so. I think having a niche gives you that ability to, like, like we talked about with Nikki, she knows all the things, she can talk their language, she knows what she, they're going through, and she can say, hey, congratulations on just uh, graduating from real estate school. Um, you know, I know other realtors who have really improved their um, <clears throat> word of mouth, right? So realtors really depend on other people telling them about them to get new business. 
And so say, you know, I know other realtors who have really improved on their business and grown their real estate business by making sure that they had the most unique personalized gifts when a home was sold. Here's how I can help you with that. Right. And, and here's, and here's an example. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, um, you know, I'm, I'm not sharing anything with Nikki. I know she does stuff like this, but that, that's, that's kind of the, the thought process that I want to be going through when I'm thinking about this niche is how do I get clarity? So the way we normally start here at, uh, in the our success group stuff is we do have a one page assessment that just gets us thinking about what are the things that could potentially be our niche and so i wanted to throw that out there for the regulators here if they want to check that out and actually get that assessment um they can do so it's it's at our success forward slash niche n-i-c-h-e niche whatever you want to call it <laughs> it sounds kind of uppity for yeah. Us, so I've always we, said we garment said decorators. Yeah. <laughs> I've always said niche, but yes, I know some people uh, will. <laughs> Anyhow. Um, so first, first and foremost, <laughs> just kind of start there. But um, as I mentioned, especially when you're starting out or kind of leaving that, uh, that whole group of, I have to be everything to everyone, but end up being nothing to no one crowd, you know, <laughs> those poor folks that have been stuck in that. When you're trying to get out of that, I would say really just focus in on uh, one area and make it an area of passion, something that you're good at. And so that's kind of the first part is we, we look at that. Um, and then as Dean was talking about, they, they have to have money. But to back that up even further than having to have money is that niche also needs to solve a problem that might be currently underserved. And, and again, that's where all the different potential variables of a niche are so great that can seem a little bit overwhelming, but you can always find an area of, of anything that's, that's underserved. Right. So, you, you know, a lot of people doing those forest fire things, but they do them in their own particular way. So they've found an area that's a, a bit underserved. You know, the one lady has her um, situation where she can just get to them early and, and, you know, but somebody else might have a different way that they, you know, approach that niche. So kind of really, start figuring out um, what problem it is that you solve and, and, and that might be currently being under underserved. And then I guess one last thing here, Terry, is when I talk about a problem that can sometimes also hang people up because they like, oh, you know, I have to cure cancer or uh, eradicate hunger, you know, those kinds of things that that's what people associate with problems. And 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 that would be awesome if you can do that inside of your business. I would support you any way that I could. But what I'm talking about when it comes to problems for most people are I need to connect with my community. You know, I need to have the same color shirt as the rest of my family while I'm at Disneyland. So we know where to find each other. You know, I mean, that that's a problem uh, with, with the realtors. You know, the, the problem is how do they let their customers know that they care? You know, how do they then increase their word of mouth? Right. And you can take it out that much further. So um, <clears throat> that part about making sure they have money, I think if you're solving a problem and that people really need solved for them, they need help solving, they're going to find a way to have money. So I, I wouldn't say, you know, yes, you certainly want to go somewhere where you can get paid for your services. But my focus would be more on how do I solve a, a problem for this group of people? So, um, well, so that's that's my take. How else do you go about discovering the niche, Terry? Yeah, I want to add to to your uh, having money because you're yes, you have to have some money, but uh, um, people will pay for what they're passionate about, yeah. and and right. so and and they'll pay a premium for what they're passionate about. You know, an example and and. 
going out and finding the niche. You know, I, I'll, I'll go back to my simple process with my uh, yellow junior legal pad. Yeah. Uh, I have I have dozens of these to be filled over here in my cabinet. Uh, but <laughs> but number one through twenty, and just just list things that that you're passionate about, not things that okay, how can I sell rhinestones to these people? Or how, uh, just just things that, that you're interested in. And, and uh, I'll give you an example of, for me. I, um, I, I love, I've watched every episode of The Curse of Oak Island, the treasure hunting. It's been oh, eight nice. or nine seasons, right? Well, so what did I get for Christmas? I got a t-shirt with the, the Curse of Oak Island logo on it. Uh, so somebody out there, um, saw that there are a lot of people who are very passionate about this. Uh, I'm going to get the license and I'm going to print shirts with the Curse of Oak Island logo. And I, I wear it every Tuesday because Tuesday night is Oak Island night. <laughs> so, <laughs> so uh, but, but uh, list off those, you know, 20 things and, and, and don't stop until you're done. And, and even if it sounds dumb, write it down anyway, because somewhere in there's a gym and you, you you'll see it go, you know, that I, I really, really love this. And there is potential there. I think I could solve a problem in that, in that marketplace. Maybe, maybe you love garage bands and, and, uh, and you know what the problem is, what the, what the problem is for garage bands. If they go to a screen printer, the only time they can get a decent price is if they buy 144 pieces. If you're in a garage band that, that you, you work construction Monday through Friday, and you you play in a local bar on Friday and Saturday nights. You, you don't necessarily. Uh, your, your problem is you don't want to buy 144 shirts. Uh, so the solution out there for somebody that who also loves indie music and garage bands is mm -hmm. is be able to to provide them with shirts in a in smaller quantities and quick turnaround on sizes, things like that. So will they pay a little more for that? They will. Um, but, but that, that's solving their problem. And, and, and what's the secret to that? Every one of those venues where, where they have live music, somebody schedules every one of those bands. And, and if you paid them 10% for every band that ordered shirts from you, then you, you think that, um, that man or woman's going to be out there passing out your business card and that sample shirt. They are. And, yeah. and so you're, you're not driving around neighborhoods listening for bands practicing, right? You know, <laughs> knocking on the garage door. Hey, I couldn't help but notice that you're playing some uh, Rolling Stones in here. <laughs> so anyway, that's, that's uh, my take on, take on finding your niche, yeah. discovering your niche. Uh, yeah, you're, you're dead on there, Terry. And I think, um, you know, so one other way to kind of look at this and, and I'm going to use Nikki actually leads really well into this here with her comment. Uh, she says, not everything has to be in your wheelhouse. Do what you're good at, what you're passionate about. When you have way too many products, it becomes very overwhelming and it spreads you way too thin. I want yep. to be able to be successful at what I press and create without the stress of trying to always have the latest and greatest. And um, so I think, Nikki makes a really good point here. So the way to really discover your niche is like you talked about and Terry, your idea of just making that list. Um, I've borrowed that and now stolen that for, for years now. <laughs> um, and now repeated as my own. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> uh, I think I still give you credit for it, but um, you know, where 
you've always talked about the fact that, you know, yeah, you're going to have some stuff that like, yeah, that doesn't really, you know, whatever, but there are some gems hidden in that when you just let it go and you just start writing those things out, you mm -hmm. know, so that becomes what you're passionate about. But then the other side of it, so this is kind of a, almost like a three or four legged stool, so to speak, that you can look at it at is these all, or maybe even like concentric circles and where they meet in the middle is kind of where your niche probably is. So you've got the things that you're passionate about. You've got the things that you're really good at, right? And when we all have something that we're really good at, it might not specifically relate to our business, but if you're creative enough, you can figure out how to relate that into your business. So you've got that, your passion, what you're really good at, the problem that you can solve for somebody. And and a lot of times that problem that you can solve for somebody will come out of the things that annoy you, right? What are the things that annoy you in your, your world that you're always trying to figure out, ah, how can I fix this? Right. And because you're probably yeah. not alone, you have a passion for that because it's always bothering you. So there's another piece of that pie. So, you know, maybe that's where it, it fits. You know, I, I couldn't, I know a lot of decorators that got into this business that way. Todd Downing is a perfect example of that. Uh, you know, he was kind of dabbling and um, finally his, he'll tell the story better than I will, obviously, but um, his kind of moment was when they couldn't get decent shirts for his uh, one-year-old's birthday party. And, you know, and so Fat Dad Custom Designs was born, <laughs> you know, and so kind of thinking about that kind of way to bring it all together and, and what Nikki said, you if you try to do everything, you're going to get so overwhelmed that you're, you're really going to be lost and you're going to be just kind of swimming out there. So yeah. get in there, focus on what you love to do and, 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 you know, stay in your lane, I guess is what I want to say. You don't mean to make that as like a negative thing, but reality is once you stay in your lane, you're going to see how much abundance there really is in, in that space. So exactly right. Hopefully that helps people kind of get pinpointed down on what their niche might be. So yeah. Terry, with that being said, we're shockingly, we're not going to make this a three-parter. Um, I don't think <laughs> we, there's still time, but um, let's talk about some of these potentially new emerging niche markets in the COVID slash post COVID world. Um, you've got a yeah. couple of great ideas. I had a couple of things that popped up for me. So uh, sure. why don't you start us off with your two? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, building online stores, uh, you know, the Printavos, the, the stalls, uh, all, all these uh, uh, Inksoft, all these uh, places that will help you build an online store. You, you know, that's been with us for a little while, but but COVID shifted that into high gear because there you you can do this without any personal contact. You set up the store for the for the the client. Maybe at maybe it's a high school. Uh, wrestling team and and uh, you know they they want to sell shirts to the parents and and uh, you know the siblings and people like that you set up the store for two weeks wham bam guess what they're paying up front and, and then you, you write the check to the wrestling team after it's done so um, you, you know we talk to people all the time uh, Aaron who say right now today I have 97 stores set up I yeah. I was talking to someone just this past week who said um, we were talking about a, a decorator that we know right now had 500 stores open for, you know, limited time stores. So uh, that that's a huge uh, area of revenue. It, it, it's pretty easy to do once you get the the knack for it. And, and so uh, I, I, it was going to grow and grow and grow. COVID 
made it explode. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and another one that um, actually um, Kim suggested this because we were at a local farmer's market here a couple of weeks ago and she was pointing out uh, there were there were two or three different garment decorators there. Uh, one was selling uh, printed apparel. Uh, another was actually heat pressing uh, transfers right there in their booth. And and we we were talking about the fact that those um, they were very niche. Uh, one of them uh, was very very political. Um, another one just had kind of cute sayings that that were uh, more relatable to children. Um, but but very very niche in the way they were doing it. Uh, the the one comment that that we both came away with, the one observation we both came away with was, uh, don't do it with two folding tables. Do it uh, in a way that's attractive to people. Now, both the or all those booths that we saw, they had a, a people standing there waiting to get their shirt. But yeah. uh, do it better than than the next person don't 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 do it halfway like you know like i said two folding tables and nobody can see the merchandise if there's four people standing in front of your booth but i i thought that was kind of an interesting and and you know people have been doing farmers markets for for a while but i i don't recall seeing them so hyper uh focused on a niche market uh more than right now yeah so. yeah i think that's a, that's a good one so um Two, two things there, if you don't mind me adding on. Um, sure. So going back to the online stores thing, the, the, the cool part about where going that route of being able to offer those online stores and, and that setup is, you know, you said the person had 500 online stores. They basically have 500 salespeople out there working for them for free. Right. right. You know, and, and, and so thinking about that, you know, inside of your business, how can you support your, your customer base by giving them that tool and, and like you said, there's all sorts of stuff out there, you know, from the industry related ones like Inksoft, Printavo, Merch, um, you know, you, what was the other one you mentioned, Terry? I forgot now. Uh, stalls. Uh, stalls. Thank you. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know. Sorry, Stalls. I didn't mean to forget you. <laughs> Please do not send any hate mail. Um, but, you know, you've got those kinds of ones out there um, to, you know, be just, uh, you know, Todd Downing will, will do the similar thing just using equid stores and and equid's got a free e-commerce setup that you can do and and create some of those things so there's lots of different opportunities to build that and and grow that so i, I love that one and then your whole point about the farmer's market and and kind of niching down i think hopefully people don't kind of brush that off i think that's really really an interesting place to be um that they have changed the landscape of those have changed and yeah, you know, even like your local school craft, you know, market deal where you're, you know, people showing up to uh, promote their, you know, just to support the school in a way, but maybe they have a couple little things to sell. It used to be, like you said, you know, a couple of folding tables and you throw some stuff on the table and that was that. Well, with the proliferation of MLMs and, and that kind of t types of programs, you know, they all show up with, you know, decorated table throws and, and displays and, right. and really professional looking stuff. So if you want to go into that, so even if it, like I said, it's like, you know, at your local high school, you've got to be prepared to do that. You've got to be ready to set up. You've got to have a plan. You've got to have a process. You know, I love the person pressing um, on site, you know, that, that creates right. attention. Um, so yeah. Could you pre-print those shirts and be a little less work to not have to sit there and, and press in front of people while you're selling at the same time? Absolutely. But you're going to get more people show up going, what are they doing? 
Oh, I hear that yeah. beeping, well, right? What's that? Yeah, well, <laughs> because you know, you have to understand that that we see this every day, but but people are intrigued by the process. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. And uh, that's a really good point for sure. All right. Uh, a couple quick comments and I'll get to my two. And then I think we're almost done here, Terry. Um, Ramona says, I have one client that has built her business on all things Boston Terrier. I love that. Um, I met somebody several years back at one of my trainings who um, was all about hedgehogs. You, I think you met them too. Uh, maybe Eric. You met them too. Absolutely. They have yeah. a direct to garment printer. They're doing uh, hedgehog rescue shirts. Yep. yep. Hedgehogs. So, right. I mean, there, there's all sorts of available niches out there. Um, all right. Eric says also your online store messaging branding can match your niche and doesn't need to be the same as your main shop identity niche your message too. That's a really good point, Eric. And again, I think a big part of what we're talking about here is what is your message going outbound? Again, it's not about what's coming in necessarily. Like you talked about with the Brent Bowden story, he was he was putting his message out very clearly. Sports stuff came in. He didn't go, well, I don't do sports stuff. Sorry. No, he said, yes, absolutely. I'll, I'll do your you know 10,000 shirts or whatever you needed to, to put on the chairs in the arena. Uh, Mr. Cuban, Mark Cuban, the owner of the Dallas Mavericks. Right. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so that's a good point. And, and by the way, Brett has since moved into a much larger facility. So there there's the <laughs> there's the benefit of of that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. And then, Nikki, we've got your sidebar question. Let's let's wrap this up and then we'll get to, to this one here. Um, Okay, so my two-ish here too. <laughs> um, so I think one of the other effects of the the crafter markets, kind of, can, and people coming from that, you know, I got the cricket for Christmas and and or you know that kind of thing. Um, that's exploding, and I think that's even exploding even more because of the fact that more people are leaving their day jobs. You you hear a lot about that on the news all the time, where. You know, it just, they, they need something a little more fulfilling. And so they want to get home. They want to do something on their own. And hey, I've got this cricket here. My friends thought that shirt was cool. I should try this, right? So you've got that happening. And so I think, you know, um, heck, look at somebody like Nikki, who I think really is a, a prime example of this. And um, um, Sheila, Ryan, also another prime example of this is opportunity to kind of build that community and then train them while offering supplies, artwork, that kind of thing. So you're kind of holistically helping people and that's the problem that you're solving for them. And, and then they go, yeah. And you know what? I need that art too. Oh, oh, yep. The supplies that you've got over there. Yeah, I need that. Cool. Um, that kind of thing. So I think that's a, a potential niche that's kind of growing. Um, I also think that can lead you into wholesale opportunities. And my, my one word of warning is uh, if you are thinking, okay, yep, I need to offer quote unquote wholesale. First off, understand what it is that the person on the other side's providing a value to you to get you to drop your price, right? We all, oh, well, I need right. to set my wholesale pricing. Why? What are they doing that's you know improving your business? It, it could just be extra volume and that's fine, but you have to understand that first. So that, that, that's yeah. one thing, but you also have to have a really good foundation for your business. You know, you have to know your numbers. You have to have this really efficient workflow and process because you are giving up some of your margin by doing kind of quote unquote wholesale type work potentially. So, so that, that's an, it's an opportunity that kind of comes out of that. And then, um, 
maybe related, but not, not necessarily specifically related here is the, just doing print on demand services. It's one thing to do wholesale, but then to do the fulfillment aspect for people too. Um, you know, every single YouTuber out there needs a merch store, you know, and, and every single kid, my 10 year old wants to be a YouTuber when he grows up. Right. So he's going to need a merch store. Right. And so, <laughs> um, exactly right. anyways, uh, so, so there's, there's that, but when you're acting just kind of as the manufacturing arm and you're doing the fulfillment and shipping basically for, for other companies, that's even a whole new level of efficiency. You know, I call that Terry level efficient, right? Yeah. <laughs> You've got to have that, that ability to schedule and estimate and understand how to get things out the door and, um, right. you know, that kind of stuff. So, so there's that. So that's my, my first one, Terry, if you have anything to kind of follow up there before I get into the next niche that I came up with. Yeah. I, I, and just like you said, you, you have to be efficient at what you do, but also that person who's selling on Etsy and selling a t-shirt for $25, uh, you, you don't have to sell it to them for $8. Um, the fact that they don't have to touch it, that's that's really what fulfillment is. Yeah. Uh, they'll pay a premium for that service. Uh, you, they're not only paying for the shirt and the print, they're paying for you packaging it. You're, they're paying for you, you getting it to the customer uh, uh, at a reasonable amount of time, all those kind of things. So people will pay a premium for that. So don't sell yourself short if you're doing the print on demand and, and fulfillment type business. Yeah. Totally. Uh, that's a really good point because it really is about the value at that point, right? It, mm -hmm. It's, it's got to show up packaged. Well, it's, you know, maybe you're throwing in uh be back to kind of cards for them, things like that. There, there's all sorts of different services that you're right. there. It's not about the price. It, it very rarely are those types of people out there price shopping, you know, Correct. At, at the level that they're price shopping, they're probably also really looking to get into the production themselves and that's okay you got to just let those people move on yeah you know yeah exactly so, yeah that's a whole different <laughs> we could do a whole show on that too but um we <laughs> might you know who knows all right um and then the last thing that i wanted to share as far as a, a potential idea and and if you guys have ideas um feel free to start popping them in there um, in fact jerry says aaron do you remember the rally squirrel so we both live here in the st louis area and back in 2011 the Cardinals were on a World Series run and there was a squirrel that ran out across the field and during one of the games and he became the rally squirrel. And uh, <laughs> yeah, Jerry made a killing on on those shirts, the rally squirrel shirts back then. So there's a there's a niche. And then, um, yeah. So, um, OK, the other one here is and I think you may have talked about this at one point, Terry. So I'm borrowing and us stealing. But this tying into virtual meetings I think is also something that, uh, you know, virtual meetings, virtual trainings, virtual workshops, that kind of thing. Um, the reason why this came up for me is um, the, my mentor that I learned the success principles from, he does a, uh, a, a program called Breaking, uh, Breaking Through to Success. BTS is what he calls it. Yeah, Breaking Through to Success. And, you know, it's like a couple grand to sign up for it. It's a two-day online virtual, everybody you know, shows up on zoom kind of thing. Um, and then, but when you sign up, you get a package in the mail and it's not just right. a, you know, a, a folder it, it's, you get a box that was FedExed to you in the mail. And I've got some of the stuff sitting around here, but like, so you can, you know, show off, Hey, you know, yeah, I love it. Or thumbs up. <laughs> you know, you do so one of these little things, I mean, it's just a, it's like a <laughs> popsicle stick and a, piece of paper tape to both sides right um 
and there's a pen that uh, believe was laser engraved onto it. So that came with it, a tumbler so I can get water during this that says elevate your life BTS 2021. It's time to elevate your life. I mean, you know, just a little laser engraved. So, you know, it's not about, like I said, they're, they're charging a couple grand to, for people to show up. So for them to spend, you know, fifty hundred dollars to send a care pack to that people that makes that experience all the more better. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's really cool. And, and the reason I think this is important for us to think about as an industry and, and you guys as decorators is understand that one of the problems that we solve for customers is the fact that these things that we make, they are the tie-in to that virtual world because we're still humans. We're, we're still tactile. We need to touch and feel things. We need to have that connection. And I'm connected now to, you know, if I run into somebody else that's got this thing, that's my, that's my tribe, you know, that's my community and, and that's my connection. So, you know, I would love on something like this and really feel great about it. And so thinking about that, you know, how do you solve that problem? How do you give them that tangible piece that allows people to come together and, and connect through a virtual world? Anyhow, soapbox ish there at the end, but Terry, <laughs> <laughs> Well, when you held up that fan, I had a flashback because I grew up in the uh, in the South. And so every Sunday at church, uh, everybody had one of those fans, but it had the name of the church on it and a Bible uh -huh. verse on the other side. <laughs> so just flashback to the uh, to the 60s and 70s there. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, and yes, I had mentioned something like this before because my son, uh, Mike, down in Austin, uh, yeah. the company he worked for, they had a sales meeting and they, they got boxes and uh, today this is a three day meeting open box number one and in there is some swag and it was a coffee mug with a company name. Um, yeah. It was little boxes of, of snacks that today we're going to have and and uh, on the uh, on the last day at the end of it knock at the door and it's somebody with a with a box delivery service and it had a cigar and a little bottle of alcohol and they had a little cocktail party and smoked cigars. <laughs> at the end of their meeting. So, um, you know, and this is something that I know Jay uh, Bissell is listening. That's something that he promotes all the time, uh, you know, uh, little, little packages that, that you can put together and send out for a company to their customers and, yeah. and just, Hey, I'm thinking about you type of, uh, type of uh, package. So yeah. uh, a niche in and of itself, you could have all kinds of these different packages you can put together for people. Yeah. I love it. Terry, right on. Perfect in every way. Okay. So I know we're already in a bonus time, but uh, I, I did promise Nikki already, and you got to do what you say you're going to do, that we would get to this sidebar question for you here, Terry. So okay, sidebar question. So Terry, you are into screen printing. How to describe screen print transfers without making them sound like printed HV, HTV. You have a customer that wants screen print and you're trying to build a business with screen print transfers. What's the best way to describe them to your clients? Screen print transfers are technically screen prints, just not the traditional way it's done. So, Terry, go. Yeah, well, <laughs> I, I think that's probably, uh, I, I don't even know if I would uh, would get into a description of now I'm doing, I, I think I would probably just say it's a screen printed product, to be perfectly honest, because, you know, a lot of things, especially uh, online purchases, that if it comes in and it's plastisol, uh, there's a really good chance that was a transfer, but but it's the same ink. It's just applied in a different way. I don't know. I don't know, Nikki, that I would get 
uh, too far in the weeds of trying to explain it because if I if I get into the weeds explaining it, I think that plants a seed in someone's mind that says, so is there something wrong with it? Is it not going to wash the same? So uh, I, I don't even know if I would uh, if I would say that other than uh, I can I can do this as a screen printed transfer if if we're going to be doing some fulfillment for you. So it's still a screen print. Uh, it's just a transfer that I can apply instantaneously, the the, the one off for you, for your business. So yeah. and, did I really I, dance around that, Nick? No, I think, that's I? <laughs> right. I, I think you're right on there. I, I wanted to hit that that last point. Like like you said, you can turn that that into what's in it for the customer by by yeah. sharing that, you know, you don't have to choose all the colors and sizes of shirts that you need we're going to screen print this and it's just going to be on a, a transfer paper so you know whenever your customer says you know i need a a black small um then you're you're going okay cool black small you're going to get the screen best of both that. worlds yeah you're going to get the best of both worlds it's going to be that that quality screen print yeah. but it's going to be the one-off so yeah and and nikki says i had a client that wanted traditional screen print I agree with Terry. What's the difference there? That is traditional screen print. You're yeah. still screen printing. It just happens to go onto a piece of paper first. Yeah. Uh, you know, so I don't know. I, 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 Again, I don't know. same inks and really the same process is just another step in the middle. So yeah, like it. And then Mike shares, I like this. Mike shares, um, I describe them as deferred screen print. Yes. People have a hard time understanding it. So I just tell them it's a screen print. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah. Like and, it. and, you know, I guess one of the other things though, if somebody's really set on that, uh, <laughs> like, like, uh, what Nikki's dealing with here and, and you're doing transfers, then guess what? That's not your niche. That's not your customer. Okay. True if enough. you don't think this is your traditional screen print, totally understand. Enjoy. Good luck. You know, go buy your 144 pieces and be stuck with shirts right. that maybe you can't get rid of, you know? So I, yeah. Um, when to say no, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. All right. Well, thanks for that uh, that sidebar question, Nikki. We appreciate you uh, sharing and being participating. We appreciate all the regulators and all of your feedback here. I know we didn't get to every single comment, but uh, um, yeah, Nikki says, just wasn't sure if I was describing it wrong. I, I don't, yeah, I don't see that you, you are for sure. All right. Um, so we got five things yet. I forgot all about that. We, we do. And, and Eric, Eric put on his good hat. I think he's coming on with us uh, to, to do yeah, five things, yeah. I believe. Eric, do you need me to hit the button for five things so you can bring yourself in? No, you're good. He, he can push buttons and talk at the same time. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> so come on in, Eric. Join us here, please, sir. All right. There he is. Happy to be hey. here. <laughs> All right. So I'm going to make you the solo layout. You can do the you five things intro. And uh, let's let's do five things, my friend. Let's go for it. All right, folks, so I'm coming in with five things that are kind of specific to an article I wrote recently. Uh, people have been asking me about dealing with a, a kind of blowback with fast fashion. So these are five ways to eject, address kind of the rejection of fast fashion. And uh, that's one of those things people talk about with promo products. They call it brand fill these days, where you have stuff that is meant to go in the trash hole. We're going to talk about that, and especially talking about apparel decoration. So the first thing, number one, plan for durable decoration, especially if you're going into places where there's going to be hard wear or hard washing, make sure your materials and if you're in uh, embroidery, the way you're digitizing will last. 
Second thing, promote longer lasting, higher quality apparel. Make sure you're letting them know that something is meant for the longer wear and sell that higher end garment. Admittedly, we always have customers who may come back and want the cheaper stuff. Sell the stuff that's meant to last so it's not intended to go straight to landfill. Provide cover-up options. If something has existing logos on it, figure out ways that you can cover it up and reuse it for longer lasting apparel. And by the way, price accordingly for decorating when you don't have the garment markup. Next one, removal, replaceable, and updatable decoration. There are ways to either do uh, with patches, the big one, hook and loop systems, or to plan ahead for decorations that can be updated or that don't have identifiers for years or other sorts of things that have to be changed year to year or event to event. Next one is self-serve decoration options. There are possibilities for allowing people to do self-serve decoration when they have to. Either items that are non-sized can be added to a collection of garments they already have, or things, once again, like patches and emblems that can be self-serve or ironed onto their own customer-supplied garments or existing garments. Just make sure you're charging accordingly. And as a bonus, those five things, folks, try patches and emblems. There are lots of options for either temporary decoration, additional decoration, or self-serve decoration in the patch and emblem space. All right, and that was my five things. Back to you guys. <laughs> totally thinking right. hook and loop, loop systems. No. I <laughs> Eric, thank you so much. Great hey, five things, sir. And uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> Okay, cool. Right. Well, uh, Eric, see you in a little bit, sir, at the half. <laughs> All right. Well, that, great five things from Eric. If you would like to participate uh, and, and share five things, we would really love it. Just info at tworegularguys.com. You can send us a list and that we can read, or you can uh, record a video of you doing it. You can record an audio of you sharing five things. Like I said, send us a list. Tell us you want to join us live in that little quick segment right there. Boom. Any of those things are totally fine. Info at two regular guys. We'd love your five things. We're going to start clipping those out and posting them on social media so we can keep the conversation going. And uh, hopefully my my VA comes back from her. <laughs> she, she was struggling with COVID there for a little bit. So <laughs> when she's back, we'll we'll get those things clipped out and uh, um, and up there on social media. So, again, info at two regular guys dot com. All right, Terry. Well, we are we are well into bonus time, but uh, some great information today for sure. So uh, what's coming up for you, my friend? All right. Next weekend, uh, I'm going to be here in Phoenix at Workhorse Products doing my complete screen printing business course. Uh, that class is almost full, but if you're thinking about coming, uh, there's there's still a couple of slots left. Uh, on February 25th, uh, I'll be joining you guys at uh, in Kansas City for the DAC show. I'll be doing specialty inks and how to use them properly. And I'll be doing Why is Getting Started in DTG Printing So Confusing? March 24th, uh, I will be in Atlantic City. And uh, I'll be doing everything you hear about DTG printing on the internet is wrong. And <laughs> I'll also be doing a Specialty Inks uh, presentation in Atlantic City as well. My next class in Chicago at Atlas Screen Supply is March 5th and 6th. All my upcoming 2022 classes, uh, class dates are on my website. Uh, you can go to my upcoming events at terrycombs.com. How about yeah. you, Aaron? Well, Terry, I am a French supermodel, just so you know. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait. <laughs> <laughs> Is that do people even know what that commercial is anymore? Surely they do. So I mean, that, I, that I still have people quoting it. <laughs> I still quote it all the time. All right, <laughs> uh, coming up for me here in a little less than uh, fifteen minutes, 
We've got the half. Eric Campbell and I present the half each week, and it is a wide-open 30-minute Q&A session. We talk about what uh, the viewers want to talk about, so uh, we don't have any scripts or outlines or anything like that, just answering listeners' questions. We'll go wherever. We've gone all sorts of crazy places, and we'll keep doing that. Uh, and, and it's just a great opportunity to interact and we keep it to 30 minutes only. We actually have a little bit of fun with the cut off at the end. So a little tongue in cheek action of, <laughs> oh, so here's this thing about this. Sorry, folks, it's over, right? And here's so, the secret of. <laughs> um, occasionally it's just happened organically too, but, uh, you know, we also have some fun with it. All right. So, uh, that's me. I already talked about the Kansas city, uh, events coming up at the top of the show. So again, make sure that you're out there in Kansas City hanging out with uh, Eric and, and Terry and I. And um, so that's happening. The other event that I wanted to share with folks is the Everything Embroidery Market. If you go to everythingembroiderymarket.com, uh, myself and my wife will be out there presenting. Uh, I've got the three pricing strategies to avoid that I'll present, be presenting there as well and what to do instead. Sorry, I don't want to forget that part. <laughs> I'm not just going to tell you what not to do. Um, and then uh, on uh, Friday, April 29th, my wife and I, uh, Kyleen, we're going to be talking about business owner mindset, believe it's possible, overcome fear and take action. And then uh, later on that day on Friday, Kyleen is presenting what is work-life balance, myth, dream or possibility? So I'm excited to, to is it uh, myth? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Spoiler alert. No, you'll, you'll figure it out. A possibility might be in the top of that category. So um, <laughs> show up and, and find out. Right. Uh, right. So this is, this is all happening in Chattanooga, Tennessee. So April 30th, I will be talking about being customer centric is the only way to real all caps, real profits. And then uh, later on that day, I'll be talking about keys to successful business planning. Starting off the morning, I get to be on a panel with a rock star group of people. I can't remember every single name, but I know Nikki's on that uh, panel. I know uh, Lisa Shaw is on that panel. So I'm just hoping to, uh, you know, fit in with that crowd. They are, they are fantastic people. So getting a chance to be up there with them and answer any uh, questions from the audience will be uh, exciting for sure. And to hear their their answers to the questions, so I'm looking forward to that. Um, all right, so that's what's happening for me. Eric today has got uh, episode 101: machine embroidery design ride. Excuse me, machine embroidery design red flags, where he's going to cover a few angles from the potential technical difficulties and aesthetics concerns you might expect uh, to designs that could be bad for business in other ways, and why he always looks to open a window before closing the door on a customer. So. Uh, to learn more and to, to participate in that amazing experience that he puts together every Friday afternoon, uh, 2.30 Mountain Time. It's called The Take Up, and you'll want to head to Eric Campbell, E-R-I-C-H Campbell, and click the Take Up tab at the top of the list. Uh, as we talked about it, it, Dax, Eric's got two classes there. So again, DaxShow.com. Be there or be square. Is that what they say? Is that, is that again? I'm <laughs> that's what they used to say. Here. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. All right. Well, Terry, awesome job today, sir. We've come to the close of another show. I want to thank you for all the great information. I want to thank all the regulators for showing up and participating. Uh, been been exciting and a, and a fantastic show today. All right. And thank uh, we want to thank our show producer, Eric Campbell, for not only coming on and doing five things, but for keeping the mics on and the wheels turning for this show.
Yes. Yes. He, he makes this happen. He makes us look good, Terry. It's pretty cool. Um, <laughs> Every week. All right. Well, next week, our guest is going to be Lori Donovan, and she's going to talk about uh, the Sawgrass Ambassadorship Creative Studio workshops that she does and, and you know, really just kind of be open to, to all things uh, uh, related to uh, creative studio work, um, Sawgrass and, and sublimation, too. Obviously, you're right. not uh, involved in Sawgrass without knowing a thing or two about sublimation. So uh, we can't wait to uh, talk to her next week, a uh, Reggie Award winner herself. And uh, so uh, excited. I believe she's, is she, yeah, she's a Reggie Award winner. I yep. believe so. Yes. Yeah. Eric, Eric nodded his head. So I'm going to go with that. <laughs> uh, awesome. Well, so that's next week, Terry. Excited for that. Yeah, absolutely. Until then, I'm Terry Combs. He's Aaron Montgomery. And we are the two regular guys. Here we go. We're out. <laughs> awesome. Thank you for listening to Two Regular Guys. Check out our website at tworegularguys.com. That's the number two, regularguys.com. You can also interact with us over at our Facebook page, facebook.com slash tworegularguys, or send us a tweet, twitter.com slash tworegularguys. And we have a YouTube page. You can find all that from our website, tworegularguys.com. Thanks for tuning in, and we look forward to spending some time with you again next week.